The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook, Alex Meacham. LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at BigMeach41. And thanks to my producer, Stu Holt. I'm rocking and rolling on TikTok, at Alex Meacham41. So, I might as well bring him on in. My producer, the Honorable Stu Holt. Good, good, good. Good, very good. For those that follow the podcast, you know Stu's going to say good. Very good. Um, first of all, I want to shout out all of the people out there, the Bearcat fans that are supporting this podcast, um, and also shout out to all the new Bearcat fans that are tuning in. I know a lot of folks have hit me up on Twitter um, that are new to listening to the podcast, so really appreciate everyone's support. Stu. I want you to talk a little bit about some of the things that you have going on because you just have released a new interview series yes. that I think is really cool. Well, I appreciate it, Meech. Um, we, uh, shout out to my co-host, Kendall Fitzgerald, uh, Kendall Trains. Um, he, he, he's, he's doing a really good job. He trains, uh, uh, he does at Batavia, actually. He's a football coach at Batavia. It's really far out there. Very far. Um, Fill up your tank. Exactly. Trains uh, with FC Cincinnati. Um, Trains some of those guys. Um, So shout out to him. But we have created a show, um, Young Coaches. And it it stems from our beginnings when we were 20, 21 years old, uh, coaching uh, young kids and uh, just our stories and our lessons and um, just authentic conversations that we're going to have. Uh, we've already recorded some with us just talking to each other, but we will be having other coaches and leaders uh, on there as well so we can have more authentic, meaningful, um, relatable conversations. Nice. So you just released the first one. We just released the first one today, actually. Um, so we're going to be releasing them every Wednesday. Um, okay. Every Wednesday morning, we will be releasing new episodes. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So you can follow us on Instagram at Young Coaches. Um, and also uh, YouTube is under the Good Network. Right. So it's under the Good Network. So subscribe to the Good Network. A lot of good things are coming. Good is on the way. Wow. Now, let's take it back a little bit, Stu. Okay. We had this conversation outside of Mercy Healthplex in Anderson some time ago, mm-hmm. and you were pitching the idea. Yes. And you said, what do you think about this? And so it's great to basically watch you take what you said yeah. back that day and put this all together and then to see it. Yeah. Because you sent the link. Yeah. To me today, I right? sent it to you today, and you know I had to thank you because your information that you give and 
your your mentorship and your guidance uh, really played a big part in what we were able to do. So uh, once again, I appreciate you. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, because uh, without you, a lot of the things would not have happened. Uh, we were able to partner with um, One in Five Organization, which is a mental health organization here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and their, their slogan is stop the stigma and start the conversation. Um, and so, uh, so it's a really good partnership. Mental health is something I'm huge on. So. Why was it important for you to get them involved? Well, because um, as a coach I, in, in today's world uh, with teenagers and anybody in general, one in five is the name of the organization. And it comes from one in five people deal with a mental health disorder. And a lot of times we don't even know it, right? A lot of times things can be going on. We have no idea what's going on, right? We just know we feel a certain way. We know this, we know that, right. but we never really seek treatment or get help, right? And I see it with kids and me being a coach, right? I, I, I have these conversations all the time. I, I see things all the time. And for me, it's, it's really important uh, to bring awareness to mental health, um, because in the climate we're in with COVID and just a lot of different things in, yeah. in the world in general, it's important for us. To I, I think I think COVID really lifted up that sheet to, to let people really mm -hmm. see that there are so many people that are struggling with mental health issues. Absolutely, because when things are, when all of our distractions are stripped away, those conversations are more, you know, able to be had a lot of times. And people uh, allow themselves to, to open up and stuff. And, you know, because we distract ourselves with so many different things yeah. that, you know, we don't even pay attention to how we're feeling a right. lot of times. Right. So, we, I, I think, COVID, you're right, COVID did uh, open up those conversations. And I think for, for young people, young athletes, I mean, we can even talk about the Bearcat basketball team. I know that there were quite a few players on the Bearcat basketball team during the pandemic that were struggling with mental health issues mm. and in a lot of ways you know and, and I hate to say this but you, you've got a I think a section of people older adults that don't fully understand mental health they look at it as a weakness like oh mm -hmm. you got to get through this we had to get through this you exactly. know oh, coach yelled at me well you know if, if you really think about it there were things that happened maybe in the 60s and 70s, you know, um, players were coached a certain way. And people of today who grew up during that time think that that's the way everyone should be coached today. Well, who's to say a lot of those people back then weren't really affected in a horrible way <laughs> right. from that? Not everybody ended up, right? They exactly. were affected. So why can't Absolutely. we learn from those mistakes and, and be better today. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And shout out to Oprah. Shout out to Oprah? <laughs> I always keep this book with me. This that was so random. This is the like, book. Shout out to Oprah. <laughs> this, is the like... book. this is the book that I'm reading right now. It's called What Happened to You. And it's by Oprah Winfrey and Bruce D. Perry, which is, he's a psychologist. He has his PhD. And it's What Happened to You, Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. Right. And yeah, it's very good. It's really good. And it, it, we are all a certain way for a reason. Right. And so instead of because what they're saying is instead of asking what's wrong with you, we need to start asking what happened to you. Mm. Because trauma and events, past experiences have shaped us in ways that we don't even recognize. Right. Right. So being able to understand yourself and then also able to understand others is how we heal a lot of times, you know. And so. 
Shout out Oprah. Shout out to Oprah. See? You didn't know where he was going with that. <laughs> shout out to Oprah. No, I didn't know where you when you shout out Oprah. I'm like, did I miss something? But no, but seriously, you know, it's 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 key. Like, you, it's, you never know. Because like, you were saying, like, you know, the old ways and stuff like that. We don't know really how that affected people, you know. And if you, if you obviously, I, many people know that Michael Jordan is my favorite athlete of all time. Um, and many look at Michael Jordan as kind of the benchmark for greatness and, you know, how he, you know, mentally was, was one of the strongest athletes of all time. But if we go back and you really look at it, Michael Jordan retired at one point. And if you dissect why he retired, mm. it's mental health. It's mental health. His dad, right? His, His father got killed. Mm. There was a lot of pressure on him from things. Yep. Mental health is the reason Michael Jordan retired. Absolutely. Let's think about that. And he had to do something, take himself away. Yes. You know what I mean? Kobe meditated. He practiced um, stillness. Yes. And uh, which I do as well. See, yeah, it's huge. I agree. It's called mindfulness. And I had one in five who we're partnering with with the show, I've had them come in and talk to my team before and show them mindfulness, which is just being present. You know, not thinking about your past mistake, not thinking about what may happen in the future, but just being still, focusing on your breathing and being mindful of the present, right? And so that stuff is important for athletes to not just think about being mentally tough, but being mentally well. As you say this, I, th I, think, I think more college coaches, football, basketball, baseball, should really be in tune with that. Mm. I'm going to actually mention something to Wes Miller in terms of like, I know they do, I know they do great stuff at UC with all this, but like what are they doing for young athletes' mental health in terms of not only, I think it's one thing to diagnose and know that, you know, an athlete, I think, you know, David DeJulius from the, the point guard from the Bearcats, he dealt with some mental health issues and had to step away. Mm. And, but okay, yes, you can identify it and say this kid's going through things, but are we helping fix it? Right. Right? Are we mm -hmm. helping them get the help they need and then giving them an opportunity to kind of get, get back in the fold? Well, because there's a difference between being <clears throat> diagnosed and then healing. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. You know, a lot of times we diagnose something and then just leave it there. Right. Oh, like, okay, something's wrong. But what are we doing to take the necessary, are we taking the necessary steps to help this person uh, heal? You know, taking that right. process. Yep. Well, they say you, uh, you can't heal what you don't reveal. Mm. So, yep. So that's very, mm. this is good. No, this is good. I'm, I'm glad we had this uh, conversation. Congratulations on this new uh, this new series. I, I think Thank it's going to be some of your best work. I appreciate um, it. Just because, you know, it's just you're you're, you're finding that lane and uh, mm -hmm. it's going to hit home with, I think, a lot of athletes, coaches, yeah. athletic directors. Mm -hmm. um, so 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 good stuff. And, and for those that don't know, we've mentioned this many times before. You know, you went to Walnut Hills, and you coach at Walnut Hills. Yes. You know, so yes, you've you've worked with athletes. Yeah. For for a while. Yeah. If you could quickly, Stu, while we're on it, um, tell people, is there anything else you're doing that people can check for? Um, well, I am. Uh, we have the Good Podcast. Shout okay. it out! Shout out to the Good Podcast with with the one and only. 
the one and only Hollywood J.J. Thomas. <laughs> Hollywood is the perfect Hollywood name for him. J. He's, he's great. He's great. Uh, the podcast is still going strong as well. Um, like Future would say, I got two shows. So um, I got two. <laughs> wow. Cruzy, did you? Cruzy just made the face like that's mind blowing. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a look of disappointment from him. I think it was a, I think uh, it was okay. a mixture. He was, okay, he said he's blown away. He said he's blown away. I think he was because I think he's trying to absorb like what did he really just say? Yeah, there? well, feature has a song called "I Got Two Phones," but I said I got two shows. So we, the good podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry for the that people flew listening. over a lot of people's. Yeah, it did. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" But the good podcast the is still Bear going. Bearcat fans are like, "What the hell am I tuning <laughs> into?" What am I tuning into? I think they probably looked at the phone to make sure did I hit the right button? Is this the good podcast? No, but uh, the good podcast is still going strong. So good, you know. Uh, and that's every Monday. It's every Got Monday. A lot of good, a um, lot of good content. Seasons coming along the way. It's coming around. So that's exciting. Nice. So good content. Well, yeah. the thing is, Sue, we haven't released a new episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast since September 13th. It's wow. It's been some time, right? Because wow. we we've been knocking, knocking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was going to do, do an interview mm-hmm. with a former player uh, to be released this week. But I changed my mind. Hmm. And, I, and I, I said, let's do this instead because we've got a big football game going on on Saturday. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to dive into short, you know in a few shortly, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do a, an interview that I think would be like a really good interview and do it, you know, during the week of one of the biggest games in UC football history, and it kind of just right. fall by the fall by the side. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's let's just do you know a, a podcast talking about the UC Notre Dame game, also. Bearcat basketball recruiting. Give some people some things to get excited about, and then let's enjoy uh, the Bearcats take down Notre Dame mm-hmm. on Saturday. Absolutely. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. So, Stu, I want to touch on a, a couple things here before we dive like fully into the UC Notre Dame game and some thoughts that I have. Our Shine One Apparel business with our shirts um, really taken off. And um, we've got a couple shirts that I want to tell you about, and then another one. I, I, can't, I can't give away the, the secret sauce yet. But we, we, we released these uh, Scentsy shirts in red, black, and white, and they took off. I mean, they just, uh, Bearcat fans. And it's amazing to me that, um, you know, you, I've been a Bearcat for my whole life, was a fan, player, back to being a fan now. And you don't realize how passionate a fan base is until certain moments, right? Mm. And just releasing these shirts, seeing the excitement from the, from the Bearcat fan base for just, just UC gear, Bearcat-themed gear, is, is just truly amazing. So. We released the Cincy shirts, they did well, and then we followed up with uh, a shirt that was an idea actually from our graphic designer, and that's I'm Too Cincy, um, which plays off I'm Too Sexy, um, which was originally a song from back in the day by Right Said Fred and then recreated by Drake. 
So um, the I too, I'm Too Sensy shirts uh, went over very, very well. Now, we've got another shirt that we're going to release in October. Mm. This is some hot fire. I can't even release the details of this, but I'm going to say this. This shirt right here, and kind of like the, the theme and the history behind it, ooh, it is going to... Bearcat fan. I shared it with... Did I show you yet? Mm-mm. Oh, I haven't showed you yet? Let me see it. I'm a, man, the, the, the bear... I can't... I don't know if, if I show it to you right now, you might, you might give it away. No, I'm not going to give it away. I'm, I'm going to pull up my phone while I'm talking. But I, I did share it with a couple people um, that I kind of use as a... You know, I, I kind of use to get their reaction to kind of test... Is this is this fire? Is this hot? And they were like, "Ooh!" And um, <clears throat> so, man, it's almost like I got I got to explain stuff, but I can't. No, I can't no, really. So we uh, see. That's I already it, see. You, you, I already you, you get it. I already you, get it. You, you I already it? get it. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the other one. What do you think? What do you think? That's, that's, that's going to get them. That's going to get them. You're going to have some resellers. You're going to have people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to think of like these are some Yeezys and some retro, retro Jordans. Hey, no, I ain't going to lie. Those, those are very, those, those are nice. Those mm. are very good. Thank very you. Good. I need one immediately as soon as possible. I got to get myself I, one. I, I got you. Just don't text me like my cousin did. Oh, uh, yeah. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> my Bearcat fans, my cousin texts me. Who doesn't live in lives in a on the West Coast, mm. saying, "Hey, man, I want to support, man. I want to support you and all the shirts and all that." And um, yeah, if you can just send me a couple of double X, <laughs> I'm like, like just free, send you free stuff, like, oh, like a celebrity or something, right? Like <laughs> nobody knows anyway. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you something really cool about what we've done with the with the whole t-shirt thing so we started so i've got shining star sports um the 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 main business we have all the au basketball teams but then we started shine when apparel in which we're you know creating the merch and the money that we make from the shirts which is so cool goes back to helping our program um you know with shining star sports to help out kids that sometimes can't afford excuse me can't afford to pay all the fees but what's even cooler about the apparel company is we have an intern and we're having the people that have played in our program they are in the process of running the business so the goal is to have the business run and basically you're creating a job we're creating a job for a kid or kids that have played in our program that are in college maybe out of college they're looking to make some extra money so it's run by young people that have come from the program. Mm. So I think that's like, that's good. That's a cool little, yeah. you know, cool little concept. So um, the other thing too, I want to say really quickly is um, I want Bearcat fans. If you, if you want to contact me, um, I'm going to give my contact, my email here shortly. But um, for those that don't know, I've mentioned this before on past podcasts, um, uh, through my company, Shining Star Sports, we do this thing called the Kicks Collaborative where we raise money and purchase shoes, Nike shoes, for um, Boys and Girls Club, 
of Greater Cincinnati members. And so we're, we're doing this annually, and our goal is to get up to about 2,000 pair of shoes. So we're looking um, annually to raise about $120,000. Um, to purchase these shoes for all these kids that are underprivileged and uh, kind of a back-to-school type of program. So the president um, of the board for the Boys and Girls Club uh, had approached me about creating an ambassador's program. And so what we've done is we've created this ambassador's program where high school kids from different schools, um, and we, we're going to start with seven kids, and two of them are from Walnut, by the way. We got two Walnut Hills kids, three Indian Hill kids, one St. X and one Ursuline. And basically, they are creating um, fundraising for the Kicks Collaborative, and they're going to do it at their schools. And they're going to have to raise the money, and we're, we're, we're kind of setting goals for them that are realistic, that they can raise money, and they have to come back to our Kicks Collaborative committee meetings and present, hey, I've raised this money, this is how I did it. And what it does is it allows these kids to add this to their resume for college. So we're using juniors and seniors from high schools for this program. And it's a really cool, like I'm, I'm so glad that uh, Josh, the, the board president, came to me with this, this idea. And it really helps these kids with their resume. Because you know kids that have like a 3.5, a 4.0, good ACT, SAT scores, but they got to have outside activities on their resume in order to get into some of these colleges. So if they've got something on the resume where, hey, I was an ambassador for the Kicks Collaborative. I raised $5,000. I had to present to uh, the committee, and it goes to the Boys and Girls Club. Looks really, really good on their resume. So I'm saying all that to say, Bearcat fans, if you have a junior or senior in high school, doesn't matter the school, you can contact me, and they can be a part of our ambassador program. Um, we'll have to meet with them, and um, they'll have to present to our committee. It's, it's a really cool thing. So they can reach out to me, uh, shiningstaraau at gmail.com. So once again, that's S-H-I-N-I-N-G-S-T-A-R-A-A-U at gmail.com. So uh, I was going to you know, tell people if they wanted to join the committee, they were welcome, but we actually have locked up all of our um, committee. We have a 10-person committee, and we've locked that committee up now. We have everybody uh, we need currently. So just looking for some more high school ambassadors uh, for this program. So give me a shout. Now, a couple things I want to say. Shout out my man, Bob Huggins, who turned 68 on September 21st. Wow. Shout out the goat. Now, I call, so I call hugs all the time, and I leave him these voicemails, right? I hope he, I, I, he, I know he listens to them, but I always, I, I need to ask him, like, what's his reaction to some of them? Because I'll call him once a year, and I'll leave a voicemail for him, thanking him for giving me an opportunity and how much I appreciate, you know, him. And I just feel like guys at that level, and that have been doing it that long. And of course, I'm not the Kenyon Martins, the Steve Logans, the, the high level guys, you know, I'm kind of a walk on. I just think like, 
he, he would appreciate that. So I leave him that message every year. And so the other thing I started doing was I start calling him on his birthday and wishing him happy birthday. So shout out my guy Hugs. Happy 68th birthday. Um, excited that we're joining this Big 12 and we get to see Hugs come to town more and uh, play them twice a year. So that's going to be really, really cool. Now, on a bit of sad news, um, you know, we, we talk about a birthday, birth. Also want to mention a death. September 21st is the one-year anniversary of the death of Michael Curran, former Moeller high school basketball star who went to the University of Dayton and uh, was tragically uh, killed in an accident. Um, and Michael played in my basketball program. It made national news, like it was all over. And uh, we kind of had to, I guess, relive those wounds on uh, September 21st, just, you know, thinking about Michael and uh, what happened to him. And, you know, one thing, Stu, you, you work with young people, you coach at Walnut, coach with the Lakers, with AU, and um, you know how it is, man. When you work with young people, it's, it's like the sky's the limit. Kids can be, you can be whatever you want. And there's just so much hope and promise. And Michael Kern was a, what I call a triple threat. Um, he had it all. He was smart, uh, great leadership skills, great looking kid. Like he was a triple threat. And um, it's just unfortunate that, uh, you know, he was taken away from us uh, so young. But I think we learned a lot from him in his short time um, on this earth. I think a lot of, kids that went to Moeller and got to know him, I think took some things away from him and how he approached life, how he treated people and have kind of carried that uh, keep going was uh, Michael's, um, it's kind of, you know, was his, uh, his kind of his mission. So um, rest in peace, Michael Kern, man, you, you're definitely missed. Um, the other day, Stu, um, I was asked by my former intern, uh, Brennan, Brennan reached out to me and he said, hey, uh, can you come and see? so he goes to UC, right? So he, he actually interned for me when he was, I think he was in high school at Anderson High School and then goes to UC. And he reached out to me recently, he's no longer my intern, but we stay in touch. And he was like, hey, can you come speak at UC? I'm part of the American Marketing Association. And I was like, uh, like, sure, like, what all does that entail? So he's like, hey, let's set up a Zoom call with me. And the, I believe the other uh, gentleman is the, like the president of the, uh, the chapter uh, of this association. So I did a Zoom call with them. And, and like my message when I speak kind of fell right into the wheelhouse of what they were looking for. So it was like great synergy. So I said, yeah, let's do it. So we set it up. I go over to UC. It was a Monday. And um, I go over there. And uh, I do this speech, and it was funny because w whenever I speak, I, I always have, I always try to get like some information prior to so I can get my speech together. But I always leave room to change directions based on when I look and get a feel for the audience. So, like, if I've got a speech in mind and I get there and I'm like, this isn't going to hit home or register with these people. I need to kind of change. So I've, it's just like basketball. Basketball, you have scripted plays. Hmm. But sometimes those scripted plays don't always work and you have to improv, hmm. right? 
So there's a down screen set. You're going to curl it, but that guy goes up the screen, so you got to fade. Mm. So I kind of have an idea of a speech in mind. And um, I've, I've, I've spoken so many times to groups. And I get there, and I look around the room, Stu, and I'm like, I might have to change directions a little bit on this speech from what I thought. So kind of just, I kind of start in, and it was like, the, they were like zoned in on me, but the energy level was like low in the room. And I don't mean that in a bad way, it's just like, I, I later found this out, a lot of people that were coming to the speeches, I can't remember, they said it was the most people they've ever had come to the speaker series. So that was good. But some of the people, they've had different speakers, and some of the people are like, oh, we thought we were just coming to hear, you know, same old speech. So they were expecting the same old speech when I'm starting. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I've got to like, so I kind of changed directions. And you know, you've told me this before, but I'm a storyteller. Like I love, I love telling stories and, mm -hmm. you know, telling people about my, my journeys. So, man, I just start going in on these stories. And, man, people were locked in, Stu. Wow. And at the end of my speech, like I always do, I'll say, hey, if you want to come up and talk to me after, I'll make myself available. I'll be here 30 more minutes. If you need my contact information, if there's a way I can help you, I'll do that. So, like, none of these folks in here are athletes. They're, they're all, you know, just regular students. So there was like a line of people that were waiting to talk to me. Mm. And I'm telling you, man, just these people coming up, just telling me their stories, all different types of journeys and stuff. And they were like, yo, the one girl was like, I could totally relate to your story with this. I thought that was great. So it made me feel really good. But I'll tell you a funny thing happened. So this one girl comes up to me. Now, what I love about speaking sometimes is when you have people that aren't from Cincinnati. So there were a ton of people that aren't from here. So they didn't know who I was. They didn't know anything about my story. So that makes it better. But a girl came up to me and she goes, hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And she was like, I could really relate to your story because I played high school basketball. And she starts telling me a little bit about her story. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And she was like, yeah, and there was this girl on my team and she kind of took my spot, and I basically rode the bench, and I looked at it as such a negative, and I held this grudge. And she's, like, telling me this story, and she's, like, you could see her getting, like, animated. And I was, like, oh, okay. And I was, like, so, so was this girl that took your spot that much better than you? She was, like, well, yeah, she was a better player than me, but it still bothered me. And she was, like, and I, I at first I thought it was all political because... The girl's brother plays in the NBA. And I was like, her brother plays in the NBA? She was like, yeah, so I thought maybe they were playing her over me because of her brother. But she just turned out to be better than me. And I was like, wait a minute, who's her brother? You know, now I'm intrigued. I was mm -hmm. like, is he playing NBA now? She says, oh, yeah, he's a starting guard in the NBA. And I'm like, okay, now, now I need to know who this is. And she's like, uh, she's like, well, the girl's name is Megan. And I was like, okay. She's like, her brother is TJ McConnell. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. And she's like, no. So I take my phone out and I pull up this text and I show her this text. And she's like, 
oh my god i had just text with tj two days prior tj just signed a big contract with the pacers so i was mm. texting him like hey congrats on your contract mm. i'm coming to some pacers games <clears throat> and she was like blown away that i knew tj but i've known tj um going back to like playing in au or teams played against him and then he was when he was at arizona blah 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 mm. so i text tj i'm like dude the world is so small. I just met this girl that knows Megan, and I told him the story, and he's just like, that's crazy. He's just like, it's such a small world. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I just, I, I wanted to tell that story because, man, I, I love, well, first of all, you know this, too, mm-hmm. as well as I do. The basketball world really is small. Yeah. We are so, like, think about who is, who is the most popular player in the world right now for basketball? Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James. All of us in here are one person away from LeBron James. Mm. LeBron James is from Cleveland. I can name six people that I know that are super close to LeBron James just mm. because of Ohio. Right. The former athletic director at St. Vincent St. Mary when LeBron was there was an assistant coach at UC when I played. Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Right? It's crazy. We're all so close. And it's crazy how, like, basketball, the reason I'm telling this is, like, and even, like, the players that play for the Bearcats now, like, I've had discussions, like, I'm meeting some of the new players for the first time, mm-hmm. and we know, like, so many of the same people. Yeah. Like, I'm literally, like, I'm meeting, you know, Mikey Saunders, and I remember the first time I talked to him, we had, like, four people in common. And he's texting them. But it's, just, it's just crazy how that, how that like, you know that yeah. as well as I do, being a coach. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's one of the, the, the things that we, we love about sports is the way that it can connect us all. For sure. You know what I mean? And bring us all together, you know. So absolutely. It's, it's a very good community. So um, as I shout out Bob Huggins for his mm-hmm. birthday, I also want to shout out my older brother, my oldest brother, my only brother, shit. <laughs> I'm sitting there acting like I got like five brothers and shit. The, the meet on five. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, I got one brother. And uh, Tony, he had a birthday. So uh, shout out my older brother, Tony. And he's got uh, four kids, lives down in Florida. So for, for some Bearcat fans that get angry with me when I shout out the Florida Gators, I shout them out because my brother works for the Florida Gators uh, football. So... Shout out, Tone. And I recently went down to the University of Florida, Stu. Hmm. I went to the Florida-Alabama game. You did. You did. Man, let me tell you something. The swamp holds 91,000 people. There were 91,000-plus in there for the Alabama game. Now, keep in mind, we've been in a pandemic I haven't been in a large, large crowd like that for a while. Now, I went to the UC-Miami game, UC-Murray State football game, and there are 40-whatever thousand, however many nipper holds now. And that's, that's a large crowd. Mm-hmm. But when 91,000 people erupted when the Florida Gators ran on the field, mm-hmm. it was the weirdest feeling that went – even my nephew – so. My brother went, I went, my nephew Isaac, and my other nephew, uh, Cy, 
we all went. So Isaac is a junior at the University of Florida. We looked at each other. It was like the the crowd erupting, like went through our bones because we just haven't heard mm. or felt that energy in so long. Wow. Yeah. And then after the Florida Gators football team runs on the field, Tebow comes out of the tunnel. <laughs> the place went nuts. Man. All of a sudden you, Tebow. Te- I, I, I'm here to tell you. And my brother knows Tim Tebow. Um, I don't. I've never met. Well, I've never really met him. I, I, I was by him in L.A., but I really didn't like really, really meet him, meet him. But the dude has just this. It's just something about him. He makes people lose their mind. Mm. Like so when he so when he came out of the tunnel. At Florida, they have this section, which is really cool. They have a section on the sideline, okay? And it's by the end zone that – so my, my tickets for the Florida Gators game, I get through my brother, are eight rows behind Florida's sideline. Well, right where we are, which I would say is probably right at the 15-yard line, okay? Mm-hmm. From the 15-yard line to the end zone is where – on the sideline is where the alumni stand, so a lot of the former players come back, Percy Harvin, mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, Chris Leak, blah, blah, blah. Some of the former basketball players come back. I'll talk about that in a second. And then they have all the recruits sitting in a section in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Tim Tebow comes and stands on the sideline. He's like literally in front of me, like in front of where I'm standing. And he makes people lose their mind. The lady that was sitting about three things from me, my nephew saw this. She's like, she might have taken maybe 500 pictures of him just standing on the sideline. She's just like, she had her phone on. She's like, dup, 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 Like, you can hear the thing clicking. And my nephew's like, all right, you got like 300 now. I think you're good. <laughs> nope. Bop, 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 bop. I'm like, I've never seen anything. Like, I take that back. Like, Michael, being around Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of, and I'm not, I'm not saying people like on Michael Jordan's level, but it's, it is crazy how people react. I Man, that whole place was like, Tebow, Tebow. Dang. Amazing. I got to see Bradley Beal. Very good. I saw that. I saw that. Washington Wizards star for now. For now. For now. Maybe you'll get traded. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't have any inside information. Um, but I went to the Florida Gators hoops practice. I know uh, Mike White, the head coach, very well. Funny story on how I know Mike White. <clears throat> so after Bob Huggins was fired at the University of Cincinnati, Andy Kennedy took over as the interim coach. Um, Andy Kennedy then left and went to Old Miss. Well, his assistant at Old Miss was Mike White. So I got to know Mike White through Andy Kennedy. And back, back when he was with Ole Miss, Ole Miss was recruiting one of our shining star players, a young man named Remy Abel, mm. who ended up going to IU and then transferring to? Xavier University. Played at Xavier. Who I told Mick Cronin, mm. you need this kid. He's a Bearcat. Mick told me he wasn't good enough. You were wrong, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong. Um, uh. So, 
<laughs> I've known Mike White for a long, a really, really good dude, like really good dude. So anyway, I'll, I'll text him and say, hey, I want to, you know, swing by practice. And he said, yeah, sure. So I come by practice and Bradley Beal was there. He was in town. Um, he was the honorary captain for the football game. So uh, chopped it up with him for like just a, uh, just a brief second, took a picture with him. So really, actually, he was really, like, he was really a good guy, like really cool. I didn't know how he was going to be because I, I mean, I've never met him. I don't know a lot, lot about him, but he was definitely really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing before uh, we jump into some uh, serious Bearcat talk here. You know what yesterday was, Stu? Yesterday. 9 a.m. Yesterday. 9 a.m. Yesterday. Cruzy, do you know what 9 a.m. yesterday was? He, he's like fake thinking. He's fake it thinking. He's like, I don't know what. He doesn't know. Yesterday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Obviously, the, the people listening can't see this. People on the YouTube can see this. I'm going to do something that's going to be a dead giveaway. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Good. The start Good. of my first. Your first. Oh, P- piano lesson. Piano lesson. I didn't know if it was like more to where you're no, 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 okay, no. Yeah. My first piano lesson. Yeah. I told all my friends when I turned 45 years old, I told you guys this like way before, I was going to take piano lessons. Hmm. Uh, shout out Matt, my piano teacher. Good. And here, here's what's crazy about it. I am the first adult that has no piano, like, I know nothing about, that was like maybe the third time I've ever touched a piano. Oh, wow. When I was in there. He is, I'm the first adult he's ever taught that has no knowledge of anything. So he usually teaches people that are like, like really know how to either know how to play or trying to like take their skill to the next level, Mm. trying to get ready for a recital. Right. Or young people that are musicians. Mm. So, like, at one point when he's, like, you know, he's showing me different things, like, I ask a question, and I don't know if it's a dumb question or not, right? Mm-hmm. But I ask a question, and he kind of, like, looked, like, really puzzled, like, and I was like, was that a dumb question? Because he was like, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know how to, like, answer that. And so, so what I started doing was, and this is what I think is fascinating about life, as we get older... And a lot of times this happens to people that get, you know, married and have kids. You, you gravitate away from being the student. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you want to be the teacher, right? So you're teaching your kids. You're always telling your kids what to do. Maybe you're in a position at work where you're, but you, it's less, you get, you get away from being the actual student. And for me to sit there and be a student, something I have no knowledge of, like, it was, it was bizarre. It was kind of weird. But I started thinking back to, like, hoops. Mm. Right? Yeah. First learning hoops. And all. Cruzy, you're, you're, you're a musician. Do you know how to play the piano at all? A little bit. A little bit? Well, I'm, I'm learning the, so I'm learning the, 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 the finger placement, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff, and like my pinky was like cramping up. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I'm hurt right now. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm on injury reserve. So, so, 
Um, I'll keep everybody updated on that because we're going to form a band. We've got Cruzy, who's our guitarist. We've got um, Stu, who's our lead vocalist and backup dancer. Mm-hmm. Right? There we got you. We're form- and you got me now Michi on the piano. Wonder. Michi Wonder. I like that. You like I that? I like that. You li- I know you Very would. Very good. I knew you would like that. I Very knew you would like that. good. I knew you would like For that. For those that don't know out there, my favorite musical artist of all time, it's not even close, is Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Steve-Lynn Morris. Mm. That's his real name. Steve-Lynn. 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 Like Cleveland? Steven. It's Steve-Lynn Morris. Wow. A.k.a. Stevie Wonder. Um, by the way, my piano teacher asked me a great question. Mm. Not only did he ask me, why are you doing this, taking piano lessons, he says, what's your goal? And I said, that's a great question. And I, I told him why. And then I said, my goal, I want to be able to play the entire Songs, of, Songs in the Key of Life album by Stevie Wonder. It's my favorite album of all time. Mm. You know when that album came out? When? 1976. Guess what year I was born? 1976. Absolutely. Good and night. actually... The anniversary of that album is September 28th, so it's coming up. So that'll wow. be the, the 45th. September 28th? Yes, September 28th. That was yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Shit, yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, shit, I'm, I'm thinking, God, you're right. Yesterday was the 45th anniversary oh, wow. of, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I am. I don't even know what day it is. This is groundbreaking. People are listening to this podcast like, what the hell is going on? Yesterday is the 45th. I'm listening to, I'm listening to Songs of Key Life all night. There you go. So the other, other the, my connection, my, I have this weird connection with, with, with Stevie Wonder. <clears throat> I just, I, I'm fascinated by his music. I think he's just the the things he's the things he says through his music, the way he delivers it. I just I just love. I was born on May twelfth, late at night. Stevie Wonder was born on May thirteenth, early in the morning. We were really close to wow. having the same. Obviously, he's seventy one years old. He's mm-hmm. a lot older than me. But anyway, Stevie Wonder now. This segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. All right, I want to jump into some Bearcat talk. I want to talk about this UC versus Notre Dame game on Saturday. Now, there's been a lot of things going on on Twitter, um, Facebook, saying this is the biggest football game in UC history. Now, I I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, And I I don't want to sit here and say that they're wrong, right? But I I, I think for where we are as a fan base, the athletic department, the direction of UC athletics, I do agree this is like one of the biggest games and biggest moments because if you think about it when the Bearcats win on Saturday what are the positives of this what is it going to take us like 
you know, is it going to help recruiting? Absolutely, 100%. It puts us on a national stage spotlight. It shows that big game, Bearcats show up. They get the dub. So, so there are so many positives from not only playing this game, but I believe after they win this game on Saturday, the positive impact and ripple effect it will have. I think even five years from now, we'll look back to that Notre Dame game and say how important that was. I still, though, I will say this. I think one of the biggest games in UC history is uh, Florida uh, versus Bearcat, uh, the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, listen, I know people are going to disagree with me because Brian Kelly left before that game. He took the Notre Dame job and, you know, UC got blown out. But, man, for us at that point to get to that stage and really be so close to playing for a national championship, I still think that is one of the biggest uh, games ever. But don't don't. Listen, I, I don't want to argue that Saturday is, is huge. I think it's huge for all of UC athletics. I mean, if you really look at it, it is a, it is a national stage and a national spotlight. There is um, – now, there's something I want to say that Bearcat fans will probably not like, and that is I do not dislike Brian Kelly. Many Bearcat fans do not like Brian Kelly. They do not like Brian Kelly for leaving the Bearcats program, but I think more importantly for how he left the Bearcat program. But I will say this. There are so many things that I know about that Brian Kelly did to help set the stage for where the Bearcat football team is, and even in some respects where the athletic department is today are due to some of the efforts that Brian Kelly put in place. And I believe that he needs to be applauded for that. And we, we, can, you know, we can be upset with, with how he left. That's fine. I, I understand that. But, man, we should really applaud him for it. There's so many things that I could talk about that he did that people don't know about, whether it was fundraising or getting some, some resources push through for the athletic department. A lot of things that we see in place now, Coach Kelly helped push those through. Um, So I think he did a lot for UC. I did not like the comments he made the other day about, you know, he, you know, I I can't remember exactly how he said it, but basically like, oh, well, you know, it was nice of me to let, you know, UC come to Notre Dame and and be on the schedule. I didn't like how he worded that and how he said it. It came off a little arrogant. Um, but hopefully that gives you know some of the Bearcat football players and the coaching staff a little bit of bulletin board material, a little more oomph into wanting to go in there and handle business on Saturday. All right, now, what do the Bearcats need to do to win? Mm. Stu, I'm not a big football guy in terms of X's and O's, mm-hmm. okay? Basketball? I can X and O with you. Mm. Football, I don't know what the hell they're talking about sometimes with some of the intricate. Like Football coaches will say some stuff. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, football coaches say stuff, and they think because you're a basketball coach, you know about you, like you know what they're talking about. I was like, Shit, I don't know what the hell you just – I don't know what that means. So, but I know enough to be dangerous. You do too. 
Yeah. Right? You watch enough football to be dangerous. Right. Right? Played back in the day. What position did you play? Let me guess. Okay. Um, wide receiver. Okay. Would that be right? I'm going to let you finish. Cornerback. Uh, pretty much, kind of. And a little bit of quarterback. Um, never played quarterback. Mm, I thought you would be flinging that bad boy around. No, uh, I oh, was. like a Michael Vick? No. I said I didn't play quarterback. I know. I, I was saying. I thought. You oh, you the, thought that I'd be like. You no, have no. the ability to be a Michael Vick. Oh well, oh, I appreciate punt returner. Punt returner. Uh huh. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you. Oh. <laughs> so am I wrong? You were close. You had it. You were actually there until you tr- you tried to over you know wide receiver and DB, but DB. mostly free safety. Okay. So yeah. I was close. Yeah, you were okay. you you were there. I was close. DB corner. I played you, some corner. You stopped playing about. Let me guess. I, and I don't know this, right? You don't know. You stopped playing around freshman year. No. Eighth grade. No. Seventh. Yes. Seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. what are our reasons? I'm sorry? There were reasons. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell us the reason, but... You don't want to talk about the reasons. I got it. Okay. Is it, is it COVID? Huh? Huh? No, I'm getting choked up. I'm okay. thinking about my football career. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> oh, man. I was like Chad Johnson. You were like Chad Johnson? That's what they said. My favorite. Not only my favorite Bengal. I don't have a lot of favorite Bengals, but I'll put Chad Johnson number one. And maybe my favorite Cincinnati athlete of all time. Chad Johnson. Wow. I, so he'd above be one Nick of Van Exel. No, I didn't say well, that. I said, you, I said one of. You said he's my favorite Bengal of all time and one of my favorite Cincinnati athletes. You didn't say one of at first, but okay. Well, but I'm now, saying it now. Okay, one yeah. of. Okay. Nick Nick Van Exel is my favorite. Okay, I Cincinnati about, athlete. I, I was about to say yeah. Ever. I knew that. Yes. Okay. It's not even close. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Oh, I was going to talk about what the, what the Bearcats uh, football team needs to do. Yes. Oh, and, here, and this, is, this is where I was going. Check out track talking about your football career See. that ended in seventh grade. So <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know a shit ton about football, but I can tell you this. UC has not started off football games very well. You came to two of the home games, Miami and Murray State. We did not start off the game very well. Well, I'm not sure about the Miami game because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how the Bearcats started because well, you can go back and listen to episode 92 or whatever it was where we had a we had trouble getting to our seats yeah. in the Miami game. We, we did. By the time we sat down, it was like yeah, halftime. Half-time. I was like, wow, halftime mm. performance. Um, but they start Indiana started off slow. They cannot start off slow versus Notre Dame. You can't go at Notre Dame, get behind, that crowd gets going. We're not going to win a football game like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying by starting fast, I'm not saying we've got to come out and it'd be 14-0 Bearcats. That would be great. Don't get me wrong. I'd love that. But if we can stay right there, right, you know, for the first 
you know, just going into halftime, I think we get that confidence and that belief. I think we'll be fine and we'll win that football game. And what I think. Uh oh. <laughs> Remember, this is the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. What I think is some, what I've had to tell some of my teams before when we're going into an away game and we know what the atmosphere is going to be like. I tell my teams, don't flinch. There's going to come times in the game where it could turn the wrong way. Yes. Just don't flinch. Stick with the plan. Stick to the script. Stick to the script. There you go. Stick to the script. I'm glad you said that. And stick together. Because this is the game where I think we're going to see the great leadership Mm -hmm. of Desmond Ritter. Mm. And here's why. Desmond Ritter reminds me of my father. Wow. And I know that sounds weird, but here's why. My father is, and you, you've met my father before. He he's 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 not. He doesn't like. Uh, you know, I walk in a room and I'm high fiving people, chest bumping. My dad's kind of just like laser focused. He's not a loud person. He has a silent confidence about mm-hmm. himself, right? And when he, when 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 my dad gets upset, you know. But it doesn't happen a lot. You know. Desmond Ritter does not get overly emotional. Mm. My father doesn't get overly emotional. So in a game like the Notre Dame game, you can get too pumped up and too high. Mm. That's football, right? Mm-hmm. Guys are banging their heads against each other's helmets and all that stuff. I think Desmond's a cool customer. Mm-hmm. And you need that when you go into, I don't know how many, uh, Cruzy, look up how many people are, uh, the, the capacity in their, in their uh, stadium. However many people there in Notre Dame, you need a person that's not going to get rattled. Mm-hmm. That's going to stick to the script. Exactly. Right? Yep. Has that silent confidence, but <clears throat> there's, a, you know, I happen to be texting one of the UC football players um, after the Murray State game. And this player told me, like, Des Ritter ripped the team. Mm. And it was to the point that Fickle didn't even have to say anything. So the coach is like, my on-field coach handled business. Wow. But Des doesn't do that all the time. Because you know how if you, if you always are ripping people, after a while, it turns into Charlie Brown's teacher. Mm. Wah, 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 wah. You, you don't hear what they're... It loses its effect. loses its effect. Mm-hmm. But when he stepped up and ripped them, they were like, oh, shit. Des ain't playing right now. You got that capacity? Yeah, it's uh, 77,600. S- okay. 77,000. 622. It's probably one of the biggest crowds they've played in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know this year it, it's, it, it is, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I like our chances, but if we get behind, I, 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 I worry getting behind and getting, getting too far in a hole, but I think if we can kind of stay there, stick to that script, let our leader and Des Ritter, and we got some, we, hey, listen, We've got some players on both sides of the ball that can that can make 
big time plays. And uh, you need that in a game like this. You need that, you need that player that can step up and, and take over. So my prediction, the Bearcats will win, okay? Um, I'm terrible at like picking the scores. I'm, I can't even do that with basketball. I'm never right with that in basketball. Like I go to a basketball game, two teams I know really well, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be 70, 75 to 63. And it'd be like 112 to 90. I'm like, yeah, I can't get this. What's your prediction, Stu? My prediction will be final score. Oh, you're going to give the score. Oh, I thought that's what you were saying. I, thought you I just want to know if you, who you think is going to win. But if you want to do the score, that's fine. I'm going to do final score. I'm gonna I'm gonna write I'm gonna type this in now so I have it and I could okay. go Stu you were right or wrong go ahead what is it twenty twenty to seventeen twenty to seventeen Bearcats win with a field goal <laughs> that like the walk off field goal like the it's gonna be seventeen to seventeen I'm telling you what the if, Bearcats are gonna have the ball they're gonna be in a hurry up offense. And they're going to make some some good plays. They're going to be able to spike the ball right in time. And we're going to be like, oh, my goodness, we think they're going to get it. They're going to line up for the field goal. Notre Dame's going to try to ice him. He's going to make the first one. But they iced him. They tried to, at least. And he comes back, kicks it again, and it's good. Have you seen the game already? <laughs> How the hell do you know this? Like I'm just, I just you, want to get that. I, I mean, want to get that detail because when it happens, if it happens just like that, mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna be really nervous. That like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, how did he? And then you're gonna see you know how the rest put the you're gonna see the rest put the signal and it's gonna be me. You're gonna be like, wait a minute, is that is that this in disguise? Speaking of. The skies, and we talk about the many looks and faces of Colin Cruzy. Yes. We had a new Colin Cruzy. This is Bill Cruzy. Bill Cruzy. This is Bill Cruzy today. Brought, brought all positive vibes today. Cruzy walked in with some new, he's got some new Nikes on. Those mm -hmm. are new, right, Cruzy? Yeah. Yep, those are new. Um, They're called Kill Shots. What? They're called Kill Shots, right? They're called Kill Shots. Oh, you, and he, you, did you notice how he walked in here for mm -hmm. the podcast? Yeah. He had like that extra. He had that little extra glide. He did. And he threw the peace sign he up, too. He threw the peace sign. I was like, wow. He's got a different haircut. He does. He's got the taper on the side. The taper? It's the girlfriend. Yeah. It's what's that girlfriend. one band? Look at Cruzy shaking what's his that, head. What's that voice band group? Uh, it's like a boy band group. Oh, B. Like the B2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Hey, Cruzy, doesn't, he doesn't look happy right now. We're giving away some of his, like, information. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Look at it. <laughs> this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences of the University of Cincinnati. They have a new, flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. See how I got out of that, Cruzy? I kind of saved you. Yeah, smooth. Thank you. All right. 
Let's talk a little bit about UC Hoops real quick. <laughs> UC Hoops right now, there's a lot of momentum, right? There's a lot of energy behind the Bearcat basketball program. A lot of that has to do with Wes Miller, how he's approaching things. Just has great energy. He's really connecting with the city. But now he is out there killing it recruiting-wise. He landed a four-star recruit. And he has another four-star recruit and a five-star recruit in which he, the program, has offered. And I'm here to tell you. So they land uh, um, big, or I call him big, Dan Skillings. It, so he's the four-star recruit that's coming to UC. Huge pickup. And what that does is, like, when you get a four-star and a, a kid kind of of that elk, it inspires other kids to want to either take a look at UC or say, you know what, I may want to go there. So I think by landing Dan, that's going to open up the door for other kids. They offered this other four-star, five-star. If those two kids commit, I'm telling you right now, watch out. And, and listen, a lot of things have happened that have helped recruiting, one of which, obviously, the Big 12. The Big 12 was a big deal. Like, that's huge for recruiting. That's opening us up to more four-star, five-star guys really looking at things. Um, and and, and the, the staff, this is – the staff Coach Miller has built, they well, – let me say it like this. They are built to recruit high-level guys. And I know that for a fact. I, I think they're going to kill it on the recruiting trail. Um, they already are. Uh, and, and I know the, the buzz and the vibe out there is, is really positive uh, with the Bearcats. And I'm on the AU circuit, so, you know, I, I kind of know. I kind of know what people are, are saying and talking about. Uh, but I, I do want to say something to Bearcat fans in regards to recruits. Um, this four-star kid, Dan, had... I, th I can't remember if he said something that was on Twitter or if he verbally said something in a press conference for his, you know, um, committing, and then it got typed up. But he said something about the love from the Bearcat fans, coming to the football game, getting all the energy from the fans, the tweets people were sending. That had a huge impact on him, you know, committing to uh, UC. And I want to say this. Bearcat fans, if you all keep that positive energy with this basketball program, with recruits, it does have an impact because these kids are looking like, if, if I'm going to go to the University of Cincinnati, you know, what's the fan base like? Is this like a family? Because, you know, you, you can go on Twitter and you could see fan bases just like ripping their athletes. And that looks so bad to recruits. Now, having run an AU program for 20 years, and gosh, I want to say about 70% of the kids that leave our program go on to play college basketball at some level, whether it's D3, D2, or D1. And I'm here to tell you, some of our higher level kids, they'll tell me, us, about, man, look at some of these tweets from these fans, man, this stuff is crazy. And it, it, it keeps them from maybe even wanting to go to that school. And I'm not saying that's the reason they didn't go to that school, but 
they look at that and it has an impact on them. So kudos to, to Bearcat fans for the positive impact you all had on the first recruit, the first big recruit. We got to keep that positive energy going, though. That posit, positive energy, um, tweeting these, you know, recruits that, you know, hey, love to have you part of the family, help take us to that next level. Um, I do think that's very, very important. Um, and then stand positive with uh, this basketball program. That's another thing, too. Like, these, these players see, you know, when you, recruit, when you tweet about, you know, the coach or how the team's doing, they see that stuff. So uh, I, I think all that positive stuff um, helps recruiting. So that, that segues um, that I want to talk briefly um, about the schedule here real quick. So the Bearcats have released their uh, non-conference schedule, which starts November 9th uh, against Evansville here in Cincinnati. They also have Georgia uh, coming in uh, to uh, Fifth Third Arena, Alabama A&M, Presbyterian, then take off for the Hall of Fame Classic, Illinois, potentially Arkansas, Kansas State, Monmouth, heading to Miami, Oxford to play Miami again. I'm pretty excited that uh, they're heading up there. I always enjoyed when I, you know, was playing playing against Miami. I know they haven't uh, been great over the last uh, couple years, but uh, I just think a great rivalry. And shout out to Charlie Cole, the old Miami coach, just a great, great human being. <clears throat> um, the Crosstown Shootout is going to be December 11th, Stu, mm -hmm. at Xavier. So we'll be prepared for that. We're going to have some shirts made and um, for the shootout. Just you said when? December 11th. December 11th. Yes. So that's coming, I think, sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, Florida A&M, Texas Southern, Tennessee Tech. Now, listen, Coach Miller is building a program, and he's got to get some confidence in this, in this basketball team. It's new. And I, I, you know, I, I like – um, I like the non-conference schedule. Um, I, I think it will help them build up some confidence going into some what I think will be some tough conference games. Um, it's got some good balance to it. Um, now, obviously, there are not some sexy names on there of teams that uh, maybe Bearcat fans would, would like to see. Obviously, Georgia coming to the Fifth Third Arena is a, is a good one. Um, especially, the, I mean, a lot of the Bearcat fans like to see the tough home games and bring in some good names. But I think the most important thing is, is kind of Wes Miller building some confidence with these kids, uh, kind of letting the Bearcat fan base see the type of culture and the product that he's going to put on the floor. And I think this schedule allows you to do this. And I will, I will say this. I, I think Bearcat fans have to be patient with Wes Miller and his staff building this program. Um, we've got a lot of great energy right now. He's not going to win, or they're not going to win every basketball game. But I think if we can see how competitive and what energy this basketball team plays with, that's good enough for me. And, and when I say that, uh, I'm a competitive person. I want them to win a lot. I want them to do well. But I also understand the long game. It's like over the next couple years, I mean, I see in the third year of Wes Miller being this head coach with the recruits coming in, some of the younger guys being older, I'm telling you, watch out. And if at that point we're in the Big 12, however that stuff works out with, you know, um, getting out of the old contract, getting into Big 12, 
uh, sky's the limit. And if we still have Luke Fickle as the head coach, which I think we will, and that football program is, you know, just on the rise, just, just think if basketball and football are at that top 10 level, like year in and year out consistently for a while, man. I'm telling you, man, this, this, this city's going to be rocking, rocking and rolling, no question. Now, as we look at this, uh, Stu and Colin Cruzy, as I look at this uh, schedule here, first home game being November 9th, um, we've got our deal with uh, Mio's. We're going to be having live podcasts um, at Mio's for uh, <clears throat> right now, all the home games we're looking at. We still got to work out some things with Mio's and. Um, you know, figure out exactly some of the details, but we're really excited to be at Mio's before every home game. We want Bearcat fans to come out. We're going to have some former players there to interview um, on the podcast live. We're going to have some uh, other fans that are there come up, talk. We'll talk to them a little bit about, you know, what, what made you a Bearcat fan. Tell us about your Bearcat man cave. Uh, what's your most memorable game? Um, you know, maybe you want to ask a former player that we've had. We've got a bunch of former players that are become, that are becoming to these. Some coming in town. Trust me, this is going to be a great time. I've had several different people uh, reach out to me, different companies that uh, want to do some unique things with us in this podcast. So uh, we're very excited to unveil that with season three, fellows. We're going to be on season three here coming up, so I'm excited about that. More details about uh, Mio's and all that good stuff coming soon. Now, we always, um, on the podcast, um, when we do these with Stu and Cruzy, we like to have Cruzy come on and do a, do a song. He's a, he's a musician, and he's, he's got a brand-new guitar. Um, Stu, can you tell the audience uh, this brand new car, guitar? Now, I think it's important that if you have a instrument, you give it a name. Stu, we've given Cruzy a name for his guitar. Now, I don't know if he's going to take it, but we're going to call the damn guitar that. Yes. Can you tell him what it's called? It is called Curry. 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 Because? <laughs> <laughs> it's named the after... Steph Curry because Cruzy has range. Wow. Very good. You like that? With that being said, <laughs> Cruzy, can you Cruzy, can you grab Curry and, and come on over? You like that? I, I do. Okay. I do. I didn't know you were gonna go there. I know. But yeah. it was good. It was good. It was very good. Uh, now what happens is um, we always talk to Cruzy about doing a song. Sometimes I'll text him and I say, "Hey, I need a Biebs. I need a John Mayer." Um, Stu will text him like thirty different artists, and he'll not be able to do any of the any 30. of them. Any of them. But whenever I text him, it's a, yeah, it's he, just immediate. He immediately just, it just works out. I got it. He's I got it. I pick thirty songs, and somehow none of them work. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get Cruzy the mic here. Uh, Cruzy, how you doing, by the way? I'm good. How you guys doing? I'm, we're great, man. This, this is this look, man. You're, you're, 
You always hit us with a new look. We need to start. I feel like the same every time. You guys always throw me off. No, you don't. So you don't think so? No, not at all. (laughs) We need to start taking pictures of you and just do like a collage. That's a good idea. Yeah. That way I can like visualize exactly what what you guys are talking. And you'll go, holy shit! I look like five different people. Now, um, to quickly tell, and I and I and I, I apologize. I haven't done this with you, but I've done it with Stu, so I'm gonna do it with you. Okay. Will you tell the audience some of the cool things you do? Cool things I do. Um, let's see. So um, I play music. Um, I do that. I do that on the side. That's that's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, where do you play? As you can okay. Tell, where um, do you play your cool music? Um, as of right now, um, this place called Fort Thomas Pizza in my hometown, and then also uh, Mio's up here in Clifton. Yeah. And uh, as uh, as it gets colder, I'm gonna start kind of branching out and uh, reaching out to some new restaurants and bars and uh, get out there. So. All right. We like that. So if anybody out there owns a bar or restaurant, reach out to us and we can get you uh, cruising. Yes, sir. And then uh, I'm also helping Stu on some of his projects as well, um, film-wise. Did you film the... uh... Yeah, so I helped film um, Young Coaches with Stu. You helped film that? I did, yeah. Amazing. I didn't know he helped film that. I got to watch. I got to watch the whole... So I'll watch it tomorrow. I got to get through Ozark. Tonight, so a couple episodes of Ozark on Netflix, <laughs> of course, and then tomorrow, of course. of course, when I get up, I'm gonna watch it yeah. all the way through. Without Cruzy, none of it's possible. Without Cruzy, none of it's possible. I don't know about that, but I try my best. Tell everybody what you on the weekends, what you do. I know it sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> so like he's got. Well, the, the I'm not uh, okay. I won't do that. Um, you you the high school. Yeah, so I'm working with a company called ESP Media. And uh, we are currently broadcasting multiple uh, high school sporting events um, with mm-hmm. a company called Flow Sports. What's it um, called? Flow Sports. Flow. Like F-L-O Sports. Okay. Right. Uh, it's a big broadcasting company out in Texas, and they caught one of the broadcasts that um, our company has been doing okay. uh, last, last year during COVID because no one could come to the games. So uh, I've been helping uh, produce and like, engineer these uh, broadcasts for all these different sports. You know, we've got football, soccer, everything's right. going on right now. So that's been keeping me busy as well. So You have a lot of talents. I try to stay busy. I try to you, stay busy. You have a lot of different looks and a lot of different talents. Apparently. Apparently I do. Maybe so. you should, like, depending on the, the talent, you should have the look that goes with that. So, okay. like, when you film stuff, you have a certain cruising and then when you do your music it's like a you know bill cruising okay i got you we can we can talk about that yeah we can we can work on that we can work on that that means that's you saying i'm full of shit okay so um which i am uh we got a song today yep i don't know what song you're doing however i text you the artist you did can you tell everybody the artist Uh, chris stapleton Chris Stapleton. Now, did you know I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan? I had fan? no idea. <clears throat> you always catch me off guard with these things. I didn't know that you were a Stapleton fan. So I got to tell you a story real quick. Okay. I got to tell you, it's, two, it's actually a two-fold <clears throat> story, and, and, and Stu's going to really appreciate this. Well, first of all, I didn't know who the hell Chris Stapleton was until a girl told me that I know, like, you know, you need to check him out, like his music out, because I know you like that type of sound. And I was like, what's his name? Chris Stapleton. No, that's Chris Stapleton sounds like a country western singer that I probably wouldn't like. Because I don't really listen to country like right. that, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure I'll listen to it. So I kind of blew it off. And then I'm watching some show, and some dude is on there with this 
big old beard that looks like he's got food <laughs> in it. And he's just sitting in a chair with his guitar and he's rocking out and his voice was like his incredibleness, yeah. Old blues, little country twang to it, and just like some soul. Like it was bizarre. And I'm like, who is this? And they're like, Chris Stapleton. I'm like, oh. so <clears throat> I go and listen to his album. And I call my one of my best friends who lives in Columbus, Sam Dunn. And he's like, anytime I hear some new music that I just absolutely love, I call him because he and I are like, we vibe on music, right? And I'm like, dude, listen to this album. And he's like, Chris Stapleton. And he's like, that sounds like some country singer I wouldn't like. And I'm like, that's what I said. And so he listened to it and he called me back like two days later. He's like, amazing. He's like, that is like, I was not expecting that. You're a fan? Yeah, so I actually became a pretty big fan just this past year. So I was about to ask you, like, when you got into him. I, I got into Chris Stapleton, gosh, this might be, oh, man, six years ago, maybe? Okay, so that story was six years ago. Um, something like that. I think it was like six years ago. Well, I went to his concert at... Um, oh, did you? Yeah, he played at uh, Riverbend. Okay. okay. Oh, Amazing. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was better. Like some, like some artists, I think aren't as good live. Like their music is just great when you listen to it at home with your headphones on, or like when you got it blasting in a room. But him live, it's just a different vibe. But I, I, I bet, got, I, bet. I, I got a story that that this is part of the story that Stu will love. So. I kind of, you know, I go on, you know, I'm on social media and I'm always, I'm always talking on social media and it's kind of been, you know, a bunch of people that I know, know that I like Chris Stapleton's music. Like I posted about it before I posted when I went to the concert. Well, one of my friends, Matt Tudor, he's the principal at a school called E.H. Green Elementary, which feeds into Sycamore High School. So every year he has me go up and speak to all the students. Like I speak to like 500 students when I go to this school, right? So after one of my speeches, he's like, hey, will you do me a favor? He never asked me to do this ever. He's like, can you come out to the playground? The kids that you spoke to, some of them are on recess and it would be just cool if you like high-fived them and like some of them could actually come up and talk to you. I was like, absolutely. So I go to the playground, Stu. And I'm out there, and he did this on purpose. I didn't know I didn't know he was doing this. He says, "Hey, I want to introduce you to somebody." So he calls over this little girl. I mean, I don't know how old she was, like nine or ten or something like that. I can't remember. And uh, so he introduces me, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, she's a really good student, blah blah blah." And <clears throat> so he starts telling me about her, and I'm like, "Oh, it's so great to meet you," and blah blah blah. And he's like, unfortunately, she's moving. And I said, oh, where are you moving to? And she tells me where she's moving. It's because her, her dad had to, had to move jobs. And so the principal goes, oh, yeah. Tell, he's talking to the girl. He's like, tell Meacham about your uncle. She's like, oh, my uncle, yeah, he lives in Nashville and blah, blah, blah. And Let's hear this is going. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay. And so I look at Coach, or I call him Coach because he's coached basketball. Um, Matt Tudor, the <clears> principal, <throat> and I'm like, and she's like, and he's like, tell 
Mr. Meacham, your uncle's name. She's like, oh, Chris Stapleton. And I'm like, wait a minute, the <laughs> singer? And she's like, yeah, you know him? You know how kids are. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I love his music. And she's like, really? She was like, oh, you want to call him? And I'm like, well, we didn't call him. She didn't have the, first of all, she didn't <laughs> have the phone. But she's just like, she's got a famous uncle. This is like a true story. Yeah. She's got a famous uncle and thinks everybody like, you know how young people's perspective of life, they think everybody knows him. Like she thought, she really thought, cause I liked his music. Like I, I know him. She was, I was like, that is incredible. Like, how is he? And she was like, he's cool. We go to his house for Christmas in Nashville and just hang out. And he's, he's really, really cool. I'm like, but she had to move. So I think they moved to like Chicago or something. Cause I was going to say, if he ever comes in town to perform, you got to take me with you. And I got to meet him. I knew that's just, I, I wish she would still be anyway. So that, that's my story. I thought that was kind of cool that, that ties into what we were talking about before, too, with basketball, at least, how, like, it's kind of a small world when you it think about a, it. So It is know. a small world. So, okay, I don't know what song you're doing. You want to tell us or you just want to go into it? Oh, um, I can. I feel like you like the surprise, so. Okay. We can, we can do that. If Stu starts singing this randomly, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah, I, I don't see think, I I don't, like he didn't know I don't Chris think Stapleton, he knows Chris so, Stapleton's yeah. music. True. That's a good point. You might know his music, but not him. Good point, Stu. Are you ready? Yep, yeah, I'm ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, Colin Cruzy. <laughs> Okay. I'm not familiar with the lyrics, but I know the song. So that was off his uh, his newest album that just came out. Uh, the one with the white cover. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the one with the, the, one white, with the cover, white cover. Yeah. Really I do. Really good album. You should, you should check That's it out. That's got the cold. Uh, what's the song? Cold. Uh, uh, 
Uh, it's, I, 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 I love much. that. I love that song. But, I, so I, I know that album. Okay. It's the new one with the right, white cover. Right, right, right. I, I know that song, but I don't know all the lyrics yet. Okay, I got you. So well, I, like, I need to check out excellent. that one too more. But yeah, that when I first heard that song, like that's kind of what really brought because I've heard of him before. Right. That's when I really like kind of you know looked into him, watched his videos, checked out his older music, and uh, I became a fan. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Um, what is that? The 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 the, the newest album he has. Um, God. I think it's called Starting Over. I think it is um, with the white cover. Yeah, it's funny that we're just calling it the album with the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, with with the, the white cover. cover. Yeah, the yeah, album's called Starting Over. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, he's got the one song called, um, it's called Cold. Okay. That's like, the, that was the lead single off that album. Yep. Gotcha. Um, that's excellent. And he's got a song here called Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, yeah, I know, where that. I know that one. That one's a, kind of like a very calm, kind of soothing song. Yeah, where, he, where he lives. Nashville, but yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. He, um, uh, I need to, now he's on my list. I always like keep a list of people like I need to see live, and uh, he's really bumped his way up because his voice is just, it's just, it's a special it's, voice. I mean, it's, it's, it is. it's just pure talent. So. What, what I liked about his concert, Cruzy, was it's, it's loud. Like, yeah. he's loud, and it just it vibrates. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I like loud music. Right. And so def, definitely you need to check him out when I he know, comes I back. Need to, I need to. Hopefully he'll come to Riverbend. You know, um, River, Riverbend's always a cool place to, you know, kind of listen to music. For sure, for sure. That's good stuff. So, um, what we're going to try is next time we do a podcast, we're going to try again. Stu is going to try to throw out some songs for you to do. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stu's like, over here. He gave he gave up uh, on you. He he gave up. Man, we figured it out last time. So so, so where just quickly, and then we'll, we'll, we're going to close up the podcast okay. here. But where are you performing at? Next, um, I'm working on that right now. I've been working so much. Um, I haven't like pinpointed my my next date. So that okay. is by the next show, hopefully I'll have that information. So. What are we gonna do when we put this band together? You're playing guitar. My piano takes off. I mean, it's, it's really vocals. coming together. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. This is this is gonna be. You you know what? You've got to learn. You got, I got to get you on a Stevie Wonder song. That's funny. When, when you guys were talking about Stevie Wonder tonight, I sometimes when I hear like a name, I'm like, I don't know much about Like I know who Stevie Wonder is, but like I went and just added the album that you were talking about. Songs the Key of Life. Yeah, to my Spotify. Because like when I hear something like that, I'm like, I need to check that out. You check it out. So I actually added his, that album to my phone tonight. So Stevie Wonder is one of the most amazing artists. I tell you, I tell you when you know what an artist is, is truly, truly amazing is when the songs that they have no one else can sing them. Yeah. Like, no matter who tries to sing them, I think that's, the, that's like one of the beauties of Stevie Wonder's like voice and how he delivers it. Like, no one can recreate that. Like, I've, I've, I've heard maybe a couple where I'm like, okay, that sounded pretty good, but he's just got a unique kind of sound to him. Because then you get like, you get somebody whose voice, like a Luther Vandross, he can't, sing a Stevie Wonder song because his voice is very powerful. And that's, Stevie's voice isn't powerful. Then you get a John Legend who I've heard try to do Stevie's. John, Le John Legend, amazing artist, right, right. great voice, but he just can't. He struggles with that too. He can't do it. I've heard very few people. I heard there was a guy one time on YouTube. It was some like random dude. He did a Stevie Wonder song and I was like, Wow, that was probably the only person I've heard come close to to where I'm where I'm like, 
That sounded really, really good. If you want me to give you a song to listen to, my favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time. You ready for this? Stu, I've told you before, Stu. <clears throat> we've, we've gone over this. Okay, I won't tell you. I'll wait for you to... I'll wait, I'll wait for you. I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm waiting for you to... It's off the album Hotter Than July. Here, here we go. Here we go. Oh, you're going to the album. Is he allowed to look at the album? He feels like if he looks at the names of the songs, he'll be able he'll to tell me what song okay. it is. It has... Here's the beauty of the song. It's called... It's called... It's called... Stu? Hold on, you, got, you don't have a mic. You got to have a mic. It's, it's called... There's, there's ten songs on the album. Yes, yes. And Happy Birthday is the last song. It is. That I, which was dedicated to Martin Luther King. I feel like... <laughs> I'm going to go with my gut. Okay, go with your gut. What song is it? Rocket Love. Yes! Let's go. Let's you go. You see me riding on a rocket, you gave on, me man. a star. But Come on, man. The, the beauty of this Come song... Come on, man. Let's go. That was good. That was good. Very good. Rocket Very Love good. Is, is my favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time because... The build-up to the course, like it's like you just wait for the course, and it's just like it's just a home run. I'm gonna play it for you after. I'm not gonna play it now and bore the Bearcat Nation here. You got, you got to get, you got to get to Stevie. Everybody's got a thing. See, this is why he's our lead. This is he's our lead vocalist. This is. But some don't know how to handle it. Let me ask you this: What's our band gonna? What's our band name? Was that a dramatic pause? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waiting for this shit. Like, I thought you were. I thought like, we had a name. The good band. The good band. <laughs> That's all we have. Yeah. That's all we've got That's so far. I thought we had something else. Oh, we did. You're we, right. We, we did have another name. I can't remember. I said that maybe it wasn't good enough, but we don't remember. The Banana Bread Boys. Oh, oh <laughs> that's right. I don't know. That's kind of sus. I don't know if I, that's kind of a sus name. Um, the Banana Bread Boys. The Banana Bread Boys. I don't just know. Just throw out Banana Bread to the crowd. See, they go crazy. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast <laughs> is presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. You know what? Um, thank you guys. Good podcast. Appreciate the song. Always. Okay. Appreciate everything. Make sure you check out all of Stu's um, podcasts. Young Coach. What's it called? Young Coaches. Young Coaches. Instagram, Young Coaches. Go follow us. Young Coaches. Make sure you check that out. It's very, very good stuff. And as, as Cruzy starts playing more gigs, when he starts playing in Mio's, got to pull up because um, Stu will be there. I will be there. Absolutely. Yep. So, and um, we'll get you more information on when we do the uh, podcast at Mio's as well. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Alex Meacham, Snapchat, Big Meach 41. TikTok. I need to step my TikTok back up. I, I got hot for a minute. I caught the wave, but then mm. I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it back. I got some ideas. I'm on TikTok at Alex Meacham 41. 
And as always, all the Bearcat fans out there, new, past, whoever is listening to the podcast, thank you very much for the support. And uh, be prepared. We've got some great episodes coming, uh, some great interviews before we reach episode 100 Mm -hmm. with the legend, number four, Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. I'm telling you, I'm so, I'm so excited for that interview. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some folks off of Twitter and have them give me some questions. I'll do some, yeah, I'll do some fan-related questions for Kenyon Martin because, um, you know, Kenyon, you know, isn't as active on Twitter with with Bearcat fans and, and answering some of the questions. So maybe Bearcat fans can ask some questions via Twitter that I can ask him and get those answered. So. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go, Go Bearcats! Bearcats.